This is Sports Talk with Mark Stephen and Jock Wilson on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. And yes, we do get to spend some time with the the coach, and, and this is funny, Dave, because I just got a text. We got this new text line. You don't have to you don't have to text us at seven seventy seven seventy anymore. You can just send us a text at four zero three nine seven four eight two five five, or you can call us at that number. And and this texter says, "I will personally buy Jock Wilson supper at any restaurant of his choice only when Dave Dickinson wins his first coaching challenge." There is some coaching incentive for you, Dave. I pretty much don't even bring the flag out anymore. <laughs> Put it deep into my pocket. Uh, who knows? Well, well, maybe one day, right? Yeah, I'm with you. Well, if that's what they can complain about, uh, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm fine with the free dinner, so I'm cheering for you. I hope you get that coach's challenge yeah, pretty quick. How, how are you, man? That was a, that Good. was a nice win. It was hard fought, actually, to score. Uh, we were really sharp early, and uh, uh, defensively, uh, obviously, I thought they played well as well. Uh, you know, we, we got a little bit fortunate a, a few times. Uh, I thought they popped on some deep balls. Uh, they didn't complete them. They weren't as sharp. Uh, we stalled in the third quarter uh, offensively. Uh, defensively, they kept us with the lead, though, and then uh, we took over in the fourth quarter, which is nice. Now, you mentioned the stall in, in the third quarter, and I'm being kind of nitpicky here, and I, I don't want to get too much into it, but is that just them making some good adjustments? I, I know Bakari Grant did go down with an injury. Well, I mean, they, they, they have a professional athlete, and they, they were playing hard, and uh, we weren't as good, but we also we lost our rhythm a little bit. Um, we, we weren't able to run the ball basically all game, so we were uh, we took a few chances, went over the top a few times, missed some throws, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, two and out, two and out, two and out, and then you, you lose a little confidence, and uh, you try to find your rhythm back. It's, it's pretty... Um, Basically, most games you're going to have at least some point of the game where you're not as sharp as others, and whether it's them making the plays or, or it's probably a combination. It's probably that the offense wasn't as sharp, and then defensively they were doing a better job. Coach, you couldn't have written this script any better. You know, a nine-game winning streak, you know, undefeated in 11, obviously in first place. Well, what's your toughest challenge now as a coach? You know, keeping the guys focused because, hey, we, we can't be reading our own press clippings here? I don't think we're going to have to worry about that. I know we've got um, what we feel is, you know, as, as tough a game as we're going to have here mm-hmm. this week. And, uh, you know, Winnipeg's on a seven-game winning streak themselves. Uh, we know that they're, uh, you know, they've made quotes that they're certainly still planning on taking first. That's their goal. So the challenge is right in front of us. For me, it's about trying to keep the energy uh you know, we haven't really had an off week since week three, and, uh, you know, I know there's still grind to be had, so we got to stay focused, uh, make sure that the guys are, are, are into it. They are, though. We've been good. We've been practicing hard, and the guys know it's important, and uh, there's enough competition on our team that they know that if they don't practice well, they may not even be playing. So that's always keeps guys focused. Well, you're right. You can't let your guard down because even though you, it looks like you've got a comfortable lead in the Western Conference, you know, BC is playing well. Winnipeg is playing well. And, and right now, even though you've clinched a playoff spot, Dave, I, I have to believe the focus is, hey, let's get first place. We need that by because, as you say, after a grueling season, we saw what Edmonton did last year with a three-week uh, with a three-week break. I think that could be brilliant for this team, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here. Well, you know, you're doing the same things everyone's telling us about, and, and it's what's so hard about it is, um, you know, in theory, uh, you know, the top three teams are all in the West, and uh, you do not want to finish third. I mean, that means it's your hardest road, and, and it, you know, it still easily could happen. So we got to be ready. And uh, I always feel like you take care of business at home. 
you can do that and we win this game and you just move to the next challenge. But uh, I do think it's going to be a tough one. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping we get a, a big a big group out and watch some good CFL football. Hey, uh, we're going to talk a lot more about the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We're going to obviously open up the phone lines and get some text uh, questions in here for you as well. But just uh, just looking back at that game, Coach, I know you mentioned it in the post game. You know, you, you were really impressed with the O line. This O, I think it's ten different starters you've had on that offensive line this year. That that's the most in the Canadian Football League, and yet you have the best uh, record in the league. It really says something about that line. Maybe not great, but boy, they they didn't let you down. Well, I thought we played pretty good. I, I told our, our O-line coach, Pat Delmonico, that I thought we protected probably as good as we had all year. I I, th- I didn't think they had that many guys after Bo, and they're a pretty good group, and they twist a lot. I thought Randy Richards came in, held his own. Derek Dennis went down to guard, first time he's been there ever up here, did a nice job. Um, you know, Spencer's fighting it through at center and doing a nice job. Mm-hmm. Brad Erdos is certainly, I think, to me, is is turning into the the guy we thought he'd be. He has a he moves the line of scrimmage, does a nice job, and and Dan Federkyle I think will be our uh, can be our best guy. He just needed to get back in there, and uh, it was good for him to have a full game. I expect him to take big steps forward as well. So you know our group is still solid. We have no backups right now. We're completely depleted. Right. We're just uh, you know I'm probably gonna have to cut practice again. We just don't have anyone here. We're gonna bring in a guy, but. We just have to, uh, essentially, we're just got to make sure we can keep playing hard with the guys we have, and, and hopefully those guys stay stay uh, healthy. Is that going to be a national or international you're bringing in? Bringing in an uh, American dude. We, we have him down in Florida, and uh, we just, there's there's not any, and, and to be honest, there's uh, enough teams that are having problems with Canadian alignment. Mm-hmm. There's not anybody out there, uh, so we, we'll have to go that route. We'll just, as much as anything, we got to be able to practice. That's, that is important to me, because if Certainly, that's how you get better is practice, and you can't ask your, your, you know, if you only have six O-linemen there practicing, it's hard to get a lot of uh, work in because you have to, you know, have your scout team running that sort of stuff. So, Would would Bergman be close to returning at all? I think Shane could. I'm yeah. not going to put any pressure on Shane. I, I certainly feel like uh, if he's feeling good, let's go. I'm hoping to see him ready to roll. Um, you know, Pierre is taking steps forward. Okay. Um, Carl Lavoie, I'd like to see him at least practicing here soon. We... Conway Williams is also, he's hurt, but he's, he's such a warrior. He's practicing, giving me everything he has, but uh, he's not, not probably with the, I guess, shape we're hoping. But we do feel like the guys are giving it everything they got. We'll get some bodies in there soon. I know you didn't practice today, but I'm sure some of the, uh, the banged-up guys came in. Uh, Bakari Grant, uh, you know, can you give us an update? Well, I mean, he's he went for an MRI. Um, you know, they, he's got a few guys are going to probably miss some time. Um, you know, I don't know how many, because Bakari to me is a fast healer. Nothing was uh, necessarily too, too serious, but it was certainly, he looked like he was moving around decent. Uh, and if not, we'll, we'll get another guy as an opportunity. But Bakari to me had really starting to turn into, like, uh, I felt like one of our best. He was physical. He was making plays on the ball. Uh, he, he's a smart guy. He knows what we're doing. So it would be a loss, but, uh, you know, like I said, we would try to uh, find a, either a KJ or or move some people around, but uh, uh, we have that injury there, and we still have another few guys that we're seeing. Uh, we'll, we'll hopefully, time will help them. We can heal up. Well, what did you think of Juwan Bereskison? Because he sort of had to uh, move in at that, uh, that spot. I thought he held his own. I mean, to be honest, he's going to be a good, solid player, and he has the potential to be more than that, but he was a little bit uh, questioning whether he was right or wrong. He hadn't been practicing that position for more than two, three weeks, um, we just kind of said, hey, if you're going to be on the roster, 
maybe he can back up this position. And uh, like I said, he held his own, made a great catch for us. As uh, a physical guy, was in the, generally the right area. Uh, I just think that it's easier when you trust what you're doing. We had tons of motions, and it's a lot for him, but he, I thought he did well. Uh, Dave, we're going to take a quick time out here, and uh, we're going to come back and open up the uh, phone lines if you want to talk to uh, Coach Dave Dickinson. It's a half hour with the coach, brought to you by Tom's House of Pizza, where pizza lovers feel at home. Enjoy delicious food made with quality ingredients at one of the five Tom's House of Pizza locations. Hey, it's a new text number. It's a new call-in number. You can call or text one number does it all here on Sports Talk with Jock and News Talk 770-403-974-8255. If you are sending us, a, sending us a text, please include your name as well. Reaching us with this number is the same as texting or calling a friend. So again, one easy number, 403-974-8255. We're going to get back to the coach for Tom's House of Pizza when we come back to Sports Talk with Jock and News Talk 770. Huge game coming up for the Calgary Stampeders on Saturday. You've got the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the Calgary Stampeders. The Bombers on a seven-game winning streak. The Stampeders on a nine-game winning streak. First time in CFL history, two teams with better than seven-game winning streaks will go head-to-head. That's a 2 o'clock kickoff at McMahon Stadium. The pregame show, the Truman Insurance pregame show, is on the air at 12.30. And as as you mentioned earlier, Dave, uh, this is going to be a good test. This Winnipeg team, their defense is very, very solid. And Matt Nichols has given that team just some injected uh, excitement because all of a sudden things are going everything uh, the right way. They are, and you know what? That a lot of it is to do with just you start winning, you start believing, and um, we've played them twice. I thought the first game we handled them, but it was a tight one that second game at their place. Um, I do think, obviously, that uh, they're playing as well as anybody. So uh, essentially, we just got to come out, play our game, play fast, and uh they do have speed, though. They're physical, they have speed, uh, they're confident, so uh, well, it'll be a great matchup. First question on the text line from Darren, and Darren says, uh, Jock, can you ask the coach how he would grade out Richardson's performance in the game? Uh, Darren claims he was exposed a couple of times. I didn't see it, coach, so I'm just reading the question. <laughs> well, uh, you know, he did get beat twice. Um, you know, uh, he also, uh, another guy got beat or two, actually, and uh, they didn't complete him, but um, you know, he wasn't his best. I think it was uh, one of those things where he, uh, you know, trust his vision. And um, I still think he's a good young player. It was worth uh, for us. Uh, he was giving us everything he got. He made some plays on the ball too. Uh, I think that he uh, certainly knows where to improve. And uh, given that opportunity, I think he'll do uh, have a better game next time. But he still, uh, you know, he's running around there, giving me everything he got. Just wasn't uh, as sharp with his eyes and playing the deep balls. Second question I have is from Dave on the text line, and he says, uh, Coach, why aren't we seeing Drew Tate late in games when outcomes are, are, are no longer in doubt? I was going to put Drew in, but I, I was just going to hand the ball off. So to me, I didn't need to do that. I told Drew that he's fine with that. He's not, you know, he's not going to get anything out of just going in there and calling plays. Uh, he's, you know, 10-year vet, 11-year vet. Uh, if you're going to put him in, you might as well let him throw it around and work his pocket presence and do that. But Certainly, I'm sure he's a little frustrated as far as not getting in there, but I haven't seen it because he's uh, he's coming into work. He's he, he putting in the time and, and uh, looking good in practice. So, um, you know, when, when and if he gets his chance, I'm sure he'll be ready. Yeah, true enough. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Kelly, you're first up. You're on the air with uh, Coach Dave Dickinson. Hi, Dave. Hello. Congratulations on your big win on, on Saturday. You. I was able to watch most of the game. <laughs> 
Okay, good. Yeah. You have a question for him, uh, Kelly? Um, let's let's go Saturday again. Let's go. I say. Okay, good stuff, Kelly. I, I appreciate that. Uh, let's go to uh, to Ken. Ken, you got a question for the coach? Yes. Hi, Dave. How are you? Good. No more of these tough questions, though, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I've, got, I've got a tough question for you. This is going to jog your memory. In the game against BC, you guys were using that little flip-off pass to the to the tight end or, or the receiver there on the first and the second downs, and you got that the first downs all the time. I haven't seen that play anymore, that little screen pass. Oh, it's been run many times. It's just defenses. What happens if you have success is something they'll start taking it away, and we run versions of all. We run the same stuff. Just we just put twists and versions, and we've been working at BC. We were able. Their linebacker was an honor in uh, honor in our guy, and basically they were taking the bait on the run, and we were just throwing it out, making uh, you know some easy yards. And next time we play them, that won't be there again. So, but it's versions. We we certainly run uh, try to. Now Ottawa had everybody up kind of tight. Uh, especially on the edges, uh, they try to really force everything back inside and and make uh, and make us basically uh, handle their inside twist. So it was tough sledding on those type of plays, but we were able to work the outsides and, and down the field a little bit more. Well, I can say it was very effective against BC. So keep up the good job. You're doing a fantastic job there, Dave. Okay, thank you. I'll do my best. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for uh, joining us tonight on uh, Sports Talk with Jock Half Hour with the coach, uh, Dave Dickinson for Tom's House of Pizza. Have another text uh, for you here, coach, and this one is from Frank, and Frank says, uh, how is the coach going to handle the reintroduction of Quinn Smith to the team this week? Oh, we're good with it. You know what? Um, listen, people make mistakes. I mean, I'm not a, a super judgmental guy. I, I don't want mistakes that cost our club, and He's been very apologetic, and he made a mistake. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm taking it at his word that it won't happen again. And uh, he's part of our team, and uh, he's still well liked in our in our locker room. And yeah, he, he kind of yeah, he, there was some disappointment there, no doubt. Um, but I, I fully expect him to. He'll practice twice. He'll be at our meetings. He was a little quiet uh, when I saw him, but uh, I think that's a good thing. He'll learn from it, but. Uh, it wasn't what we were looking for, but uh, we're moving forward as a team, and he's a part of it. All right. Appreciate that. Thanks for the uh, text, Frank. Uh, let's go to uh, Jim. Jim, you're on the air with Coach Dave Dickinson. Yes. Uh, one one question, and then I'll let, let you answer it. I said, can someone explain why the ground cannot cause a fumble, yet can cause an incomplete pass? Also, while I believe in protecting the QB, they are football players, too. They're in a contact sport and get rid of challenges. Coaches <laughs> should not be able to call penalties. Thoughts on that? All right, Jim. Thank thanks you. for the call. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm totally with him on the quarterback one. Um, in fact, most of the guys in the office here think that they don't understand that uh, they like. They think I like liked getting hit, but I agree with him. I mean, they had two refs peeking at that play. I thought it was pretty clean, but uh, it got overruled. But as far as the ground can't cause a fumble, the difference is that on a catch, you've never had possession. So until you uh, actually have possession of the ball, meaning you've caught it and you've taken a few steps, they say a moment of time is their wording on it, you've never actually owned the football. So if you hit the ground with it and it pops out, you've never had possession. That's why it's a fumble, or that's why it's incomplete. If you basically own possession of the ball, the ground cannot uh, knock it out of your hands, so that way it would just be down by contact. There you go. Uh, hopefully that answers your question, Jim. Uh, Darcy weighs in on the text line. He says, uh, what's the status of Frank Beltre for the weekend? 
Well, Frank's still, uh, I think, going to be a week or two away. Um, he, it wasn't a small injury. You know, you never know with these young guys, though. They, uh, but I, I still think uh, he's probably another couple weeks. Um, but I've been surprised before. I like his, his work ethic. He's, he, I, he got uh, better news from his MRI than we thought. So okay. I think his positivity, you know, can get him healed. Uh, but Brandon Brudrow stepped in and was a great uh, addition and a guy that I, I, I really like. He's, he works so hard and he's all about football. And to reward him with some playing time and have him go out there and play well, I thought that was a good thing. Okay, another text from Colin. Colin says, Coach, could you please tell me uh, what in the heck Josh Bell was doing on those deep passes to Ernest Jackson? He seemed to come up with the uh, line of scrimmage but didn't blitz or, or cover anyone. Again, I'm just reading the text, Coach. You've been writing these yourself, <laughs> and you just figure you can get away with these types of questions. That's what you think, too. No, I can show you the text line, my friend. Yeah, I, I believe it. Uh, I mean, we have different calls. I mean, uh, you know, Josh is our leader back there, and he does a nice job. Um, you know, we did do some calls where we felt like we were going to try to what we call um, – well, he picks up a, a receiver coming from one side to the other. I don't have to tell you what we call it. But it does leave the middle of the field open. Our D, other DBs are supposed to know that and play inside leverage. So, you know, for him, it really wasn't anything his fault. It was a call that Devon made, uh, and it took it worked a lot. But, yes, you're right. They had two shots down the middle, and we did not get inside leverage, and uh, they made some plays. Uh, this one from Connie, and this is an easy one. This says, just tell Coach Dave, big thank you for not tying this one and going to overtime. So she's, she's happy he didn't have to go to overtime again. Three overtime games, that's probably enough for the heart to handle for Yeah, Connie. we've been, uh, and last, <laughs> yesterday too, I think there's tons this year. It's I, I don't know what the record is, but we've got to be approaching it. Yeah, Edmonton and, uh, and Calgary certainly in the overtime games. Let's go back to the phone lines. Tony, you're on the air with Coach Dave Dickinson. Hi, Dave. Uh, congratulations on the game Saturday. Um, I was at the game, and I I remember looking at the stats at the end of the first quarter, and Mitchell had 140 yards passing on pace for 500 yards, and it was a very sort of like an assertive, aggressive approach on we're just going to keep moving the ball and we're going to keep scoring. And my question to you is, especially as a former quarterback, now head coach, were you quite frustrated the way it stalled in the second half? And I know Ottawa played good defense, but I thought, I thought we just stalled, and the decision making was a little poor. And I know, uh, I know, I'm saying his name wrong, but Breskison, number 83, was in the game, and I, you could tell on some of the patterns he looked new to the offense because he got a way more playing time with Grant's injury. And I know because he made an incredible catch. But um, what are your thoughts on the performance of the second half as we move forward into sort of clutch time? Yeah, I mean. Uh... Yeah, listen, I, I agree with you. There's nothing I can say that I wasn't frustrated. I that's my job, though. I'm I'm calling the players. I got to do a better job, get them going on that. The week before, I was frustrated with the first half, and we came out the second half at a great. It's gonna happen where you have some. Uh, certainly, times are better than others, but uh, the one thing that's pretty consistent with Bo and our offense is when we need a drive somewhere, somehow he's gonna do it, and he did it again. Uh, they pulled within eight, and he just. He basically came up with some plays and uh, all the way down the field, and obviously a great catch by Devaris in the end zone. And um, yeah, it's, it'd be nice if we could be perfect on that, but uh, certainly I uh, haven't seen too many games like that. Yes, they're frustrating, but a lot easier. You know, if you're frustrated in a 25-point win, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good team. So I feel our guys are, are committed, but uh, I'd be more frustrated, obviously, if we were uh, getting uh, getting beat by that amount. So it's been tough, but as far as uh, uh, we want perfection, but um, I think Bo still finished with 350, 360. Excellent day again. No interceptions, only took the one sack. So 
to me, another uh, great performance. Uh, Tony, appreciate the call. Coach, we're running out of time here, so i, I got to get a couple of comments in on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers because uh, they're, they're next up. Seven-game winning streak. Uh, defensively, that is a very, very good defense. They, they win a lot of the turnover battles. Uh, just your thoughts on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Well, they remind me, their, their season this year has been similar like Hamilton last year where their defense is, uh, I guess, kickstarting everything for them. They're getting tons of turnovers. Um, their special teams is very good, too. I think it's probably the best uh, uh, you know, special teams group that we'll play against. Now, there are some other physical groups out there, but I believe Winnipeg's right up there with the best of them. And, um, you know, I think their offense has uh, steadily got better and better and better, and now they're just a complete team. I mean, they're right up there with anybody in this league. It'll take one of our best efforts. Uh, we get them at home, like I said, and uh, I'd like to see where we stack up against them as well. Uh, what do you think of uh, Matt Nichols? Well, I've liked Matt. I mean, obviously, he was quarterback before Bo at Eastern Washington. I've watched him. I'm a big sky guy as well. So I think he's always been a good player, and I think uh, he's gotten uh, the faith of the organization over there. He's doing the right things. Uh, we've played against him in the past with uh, with Edmonton, hoping our guys know his tendencies and we can uh, get after him. Coach, as always, appreciate my I appreciate your time. Okay, we'll see you next next week. Uh, you betcha. Dave Bye. Dickinson, the uh, head coach of the Calgary Stampeders. Sports Talk with Jock brought to you by Cochrane Toyota. Free winter tires with the purchase of a Corolla, a RAV4, with the Roll Back to School event only at Cochrane Toyota. Katrina LeMay-Done when Sports Talk with Jock continues. Sports Talk with Mark and Jock. Weekdays at 6 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary.